wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is MILF's Making Money. On today's show, dealing with frustration when things don't go to plan, the update on my healing post-breast surgery, my guest is attorney Corey Silverstein from adult.law to discuss what reasons might you be needing a lawyer for And why having a legal checkup is just as important as getting yourself tested and getting your hair and nails done. So when is the right time to deal with a situation that is not giving you the result that you want? Is it when you're huffing and puffing, feeling angry or frustrated? Or is it when you take a break and readdress it when you're in a more calmer, clearer mind? I know many of us will just pick at the task and keep furiously hacking away nonstop. That's how I used to address many problems. That old banging your fingers on a keyboard and hoping for it to work. That, I am very frustrated, so now I'm going to take it out on you and you are going to fix it. But I've discovered that taking time away from an issue and coming back to it later on when I'm not focused on that, I must make this happen right now, has really helped me focus. Sometimes it's just taken for someone else to say, put it down, come back to it later. I'm recognizing the triggers much faster and I can put it down. And this is how I've been feeling, moving forward with the step and that feeling of being held back. I had this dream of something that was happening and I was watching, but I felt so paralyzed to act. Okay, well, in my dream, it was like this cat who decided it was okay to lie on its back and just spray this piss everywhere, including on all my walls, on my floors. And I just stood there in the dream from a distance, unable to do anything about it, just covering myself with this fluffy blanket. So I'm like thinking, what was the meaning of that dream? I looked it up, but there's so many different interpretations. However, I think that the feelings of things happening around me and me needing to regain the control seems to fit right now. I've got lots of things that I'm planning. I want to schedule some new photo shoots with different photographers. I've been planning to do something involving a male being in my video. You heard that here first. Yes, you did. I've been super excited with my new boobs and really wanting to show them off in full. However, I'm stolen being completely fully without all the clothes because there's this area underneath my breast that isn't fully healed. So I've been following my breast surgeon, Dr. William Bruno, his aftercare instructions. The wound's clean, there's no infection, it's just not healing. So Dr. Bruno after stitch it up again at this at surgery center. However, he wanted to see me again before he would book me in. This entail needing to drive back to Beverly Hills to get him to see the wound like as it is now. So I was having this time when I was feeling out of control, frustration really. Because, you know, I chose to call the office when I was multitasking on something else. And I thought, oh, this will be a really simple call. I'll just call up. They'll get me booked in. No, it didn't happen like that. I had to take a step back. I had to breathe. <sighs> getting frustrated with the messenger she's telling me you need to drive here and have an appointment I don't want to do that I just wanted to bypass it go straight (laughs) just book me in for the surgery center so instead of getting frustrated at the messenger I had to tell the doctor's assistant you know just let me call you back shortly now I had a little task I'm in the middle of like thinking about I'm picking my little boy Ozzy up from preschool so having a hot preschool run phone calls really not going to help me so I took a breath I took a break I relaxed you know now is not the best time for me to address the issue when I'm just feeling all hot-headed 
but acceptance that I, you know, something that I need to do. And I know I need to do this. This was not part of my plan to get it fixed, but I know I have to do it. Just taking the time to refocus and realize that the drive that I'm going to do is going to get me seen by Dr. Bruno and will enable the procedure to get booked. So, you know, I phoned the doctor's office back. They fitted me in and I drove there and we sorted it all out. It was just something I knew that I had to make happen. The idea of doing something was messing with my head when in reality, all I needed to do was just do it. Make the time and do it. But you know, being a mom, it's not easy with kids. You've got to fit everything around. When you realize you've, you've got to do it, you can get past it quicker. The visit to the doctor's office in reality was just a breeze. And now I'm getting booked for the procedure. It's booked in. So great, we can move forward. Those things that I'm feeling frustrated about not being able to move forward, stitch it up underneath the boob, get it to heal, get those photo shoots and that video with the guy booked in. So back to the stream, the frustration of not moving when things are coming at you. I should have just picked up that pissing cat with the blanket and just pushed it into the litter box. You know, that's where you want to do all your dumping of your problems. Stick it in that litter box. I don't need the problems. Just leave me free to do the things that make me happy. So I picked up another kind of big problem that I've been thinking to myself, oh, I'll get to this soon. So rather than thinking, you know, I must do this. I must put this on my to-do list. I put it on what I call my get-to list. So even just saying those words, to-do list versus a get-to list. The later one just sounds less stressful. A list that I'm going to get through. So from someone that's experienced anxiety in the past to really want to make things happen really quickly, just thinking of some problems really getting me hot under the collar. So in a new frame of mind at a later date, there I am picking up this big problem again that was on my get-to list. Got me thinking about a certain legal contract that I felt was unfair towards me. So rather than seeing the end result as me getting hot and bothered and just giving in, which is what I'd felt like in the past, I put it to the side, but now it was the time, you know, I just picked it up and I made a call and was introduced to an attorney by the name of Corey Silverstein. His company adult.law offers like an affordable legal subscription service for content creators like myself. After a consultation, he believes that it is something that he can help me with and is confident of a positive outcome in my favor. So when something like that happens, you know, I just, oh, I just felt that relief just flow off my shoulders, like it's running off me like water, like someone just took away the stress of a frustrating situation. So yes, I am healing and yes, it is a little slower than I expected, but I'm in good hands and I trust the doctor is going to be putting those stitches in. I trust myself in knowing I picked a good surgeon. I trust in my body while it's healing. And yes, my legal predicament has currently remained unchanged. But I found someone who I believe can make a positive outcome occur. Sometimes you just can't do everything yourself and you have to look to others to help. Turn to those who have more skills. So what are you choosing to put on your get-to list? Are you trusting yourself to deal with the issue there and then? Or are you feeling like a little timeout will help your mind deal with the issue with more clarity? Are you asking someone trusted and skilled to help you deal with it? It's all food for thought. Coming up next on MILFs Making Money, myself and my guest attorney, Corey Silverstein from Adult.Law are discussing why having a legal checkup in the adult entertainment business is just as critical as visiting your doctor and dentist on a regular basis. are listening to Tanya Tay Presents MILF's Making Money podcast and we are talking about the legal side of being a content creator. How do you know you're keeping within the law? What reasons might you be needing a lawyer for? Who do you turn to when you need legal advice? Why having a legal checkup is just as critical as visiting your doctor and your dentist on a regular basis or even getting tested and getting your hair and nails done? Today's guest is attorney Corey Silverstein from adult.law, 
a subscription legal service for members of the adult community to gain access to legal counsel. Welcome, Corey, to the MILFs Making Money podcast. I am so honored to be here, Tanya. Big fan of yours. You have been a tremendous asset to the adult entertainment industry, and it's, a, it's my honor to be here. You're so kind. Thank you, Corey. And I'm very honored that you've taken the time out, you know, to come and get to talk to us and all the other listeners that will be listening, which will be people like myself or the content creators. And it's such, you know, a valuable thing to have, you know, someone that's there that's got our backs. But first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in the adult industry. God, you're gonna make me feel really, really old now. And thank God that this is just audio and not video. Otherwise I'd have to like, you know, put 12 layers of makeup on. So you didn't make me feel like an old man, but I've (laughs) actually been uh, in the adult entertainment industry now for uh, probably about 17 years. And that feels like a really long time. Now that when I say, when you say 17 years out loud, Tanya, it really feels like a long time. I've been uh, representing and acting as an attorney for all sorts of businesses and individuals in the adult entertainment industry. Uh, I represent web hosts. I represent platforms. I represent content producers, website creators, designers, programmers, uh, talent, you name it. I've really developed a, a, a niche practice. And uh, I kind of call it a boutique practice that focuses completely on issues that affect uh, the adult entertainment industry. So it's been an incredible road for me. I love this business. I love the people that are in it. Been privileged to have gotten the opportunity to travel the world and meet so many people in this industry in, in countries all over the world. And I've, I've had the chance to speak at conferences all over the world and in the Netherlands and Colombia and Canada and all over the US and uh, the Czech Republic. So it's, it's really- Worldwide. Yeah, it's been, it's been an incredible road. I hope that the next 17 years will be just as rewarding as the first 17 years have been. Well, so 17 years is, you know, it's, it is a long time. <laughs> it's like career, it's, it's longer than a lot of people's careers. You, you know, in the adult industry, the career, some for some people, it's not really that long. I'm quite lucky that I've been in the industry since like 2008. I can't even remember how many years is that. I'm not that far behind you then, Corey. No, we, 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 we kind of, it sounds like we got our start right around the same time because I got probably around 2004, I took the plunge, as they say. And that was the, so, so, so I'm really only a couple years ahead of you. Yeah. But yet I look 30 years older than you, which doesn't really make much sense. But I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> Corey, you do not. <laughs> that means I look really young. Now, I, de- I definitely look like a MILF. And, you know, one of the things of, as being a MILF, you know, as well as being a parent and someone that, you know, we have to make money, but we still have to look after ourselves. And as you get older, it gets, you know, you're working a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know, and especially with COVID, Tanya, because I mean, in in this particular business where you know your appearance it, it is you know such an important thing, and then we got struck with COVID, where all of a sudden we were all locked into into our own little dungeons. It, it became that much harder. Even I've actually struggled with weight gain myself over the last two years. That I you know continue to to fight. I've learned a very valuable lesson about not being lazy and making sure that every day no matter what the work schedule is, I'm still dedicating time for my own physical health because it's it truly is the most important thing. And, and uh, COVID really reminds you of that. Yeah, it, it really does. You know, for me, I'd, I started this podcast during COVID, you know, realizing that we all went into lockdown and we, we can still people can still make money there's still a way and you do you do need time out for yourself as well you know I mean I I introduced you as even as you know going the doctors or the dentist or getting your hair and nails done legal stuff is really important and I know for the industry you've got the skills you've got the knowledge you've got the contacts you've got the networking you've been you know all around different parts of the world you've got myattorney.com but I was connecting with you via adult.law. So can you tell me a little bit about what adult.law is and kind of how you've come up with this? Sure. So, you know, when I when I first started out, I myadultattorney.com uh, was my main 
uh, brand. It's the name I, I use on social media. And that particular website and brand was always kind of a overall website for my adult entertainment practice that had information related to the the areas of law that I practice. What happened and has happened over the years, Tanya, is that, you know, when I first started, you know, in the industry 17 years ago, content production was a very different world. Content production was, you know, very conventional where you had a studio with a producer and then they would hire performers. The performers would come in, the performers would be recorded and then it would go off to production and off you go. Now, though, and as we saw during COVID, so many performers have now gone into business for themselves. I mean, that you know, it, yeah. it's a complete morphing of the industry where everyone's on their own OnlyFans pages and they're on their own, you know, all of these different platforms that, that, that exist now for the distribution of, of your own content, like clips for sale. And, 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 you know, the list just goes, goes on and on and on. And so... You know, now what happened was the business has evolved where where performers are now very much in businesses for themselves. And so adult.law was actually my COVID creation. Uh, one of the things that I realized when COVID started was that, one, I was going to have a little bit more time than I was used to. So I wanted to, to use it. And I was getting a lot of requests from performers, like saying, you know, we really want more information because performers and adult entertainers all over the world have have seemingly enjoyed my my presentations that I've given live in in Amsterdam and and Prague and uh, Vegas and Los Angeles and and all over the world and they wanted more and so this is where I started listening more to the performers and understanding that you know there was a lot of performers out there that are intimidated by the idea of, of going out and, and hiring a lawyer. They're afraid of it because, you know, for numerous different reasons, they're afraid of being discriminated against for being an adult entertainer. They're afraid of massive retainers. They're afraid of, of not knowing who to go to. And so adult.law was basically created as a result of feedback that I had received from performers. And so we built a platform that is filled with resources and the entire concept of the website is that instead of focusing like my adult attorney is on the entire adult entertainment industry, adult.law is focused more on the individual performer, the smaller independent group, so to speak, the smaller companies, the smaller businesses. It, it's really, it, it's just, it, it's taken off and it's been a wonderful experience because I learn just as much as, as, as I teach people. And, and I've learned so much uh, more about individual performers and their needs and their wants and, and you know what's most important to them in terms of legal protection. And it's really been an incredible adventure. In fact, the videos that we now, uh, that we now make, the videos are, are updated about once a week. And the, the videos that we make are based on feedback we receive from performers. Performers say, you know, I want to get a little bit more on 2257 record keeping, or I want to hear an episode about what happens when law enforcement contacts me. And we've built and we do these videos and these presentations based on specifically what performers are asking for. So that's kind of how adult.law came into existence. And then what I also realized quickly was that for a lot of performers, it was a lot easier for them to have a monthly subscription service, an affordable one, than thinking that they have to go to a lawyer and you know pay a $5,000 retainer, a $10,000 retainer that, that they were customarily used to. But with adult.law, it's very simple. You subscribe for it and we have different packages for the different usages that are different needs that a performer might have. You can pick and choose. You can upgrade, downgrade, cancel. I make it extremely uh, easy so that uh, you know performers can really get what it is they're looking for. So so this is is a service for someone like myself. So really, I'm your target audience. <laughs> I'm sitting here right in front of you right now. So someone like myself, yeah, it was you know when I first came into the industry many years ago. 
the way that we made money, we went to a, a set, we signed the contract, the, the model release, and we worked for that company and we got paid. And that was that. For me, I did have a website, tanyatate.com. I've still got it. It's still up for something like that. There are things that we do have to do as a performer. And, you know, I was smart. I kind of knew, you know, there is something called 2257, which is what you briefly mentioned, which is what every person that makes content that goes online should be keeping some kind of records you know it's a it's a legal document and Corey's sitting there like yeah he knows all about it but as a performer you know get get that's just the basics that you know that's where we start off at but now it really has changed because it's not just you know okay well not every adult star did have a a, a website but we're all using premium social media you know, platforms that we can resell content, whether it's just of us, you know, with or without the clothes on, or us, you know, myself as a person with another person. And once you start doing, you know, performing different places, different locations with different people, you you need someone there to have you back. And you are right, you know, you know, if I was thinking about like legal representation as a performer, you know, I th- there's only so much money that I'm going to make each month. And, you know, if I think lawyer, $5,000, $10,000, it's quite worrisome, you know, to think, oh yeah, I might have to pay this. So I like the way that, you know, you've made the tier system, you've made it there available. So performers can go on, you know, and tell me a little bit more about the way that, you know, you mentioned there's a subscription based tier tier service. And I did see it on the website, you can go on to adult.law and click it. But you know, tell us some of the things that they can expect to get from that. It was created off of feedback from performers and content creators. And so some performers would come to me and say, honestly, Corey, I just want access to to your library of videos on all of these different subjects. And so that was where the first package came from. We have our, you know, our silver package, which is really your base package that you get access to the educational videos. We do various different articles, resources, and so forth. And all of the topics are about, you know, different specific issues that performers have requested. So we have some of our subscribers just like that. From there, though, it starts becoming a little bit more individualized. Once you start going up in the different tiers that we have, you actually get with your subscription a certain amount of legal time that you can use every month for whatever you want. And so I have a lot of different clients that are like, okay, you know, I just want to have an hour with Corey each month. And so that I can call him up and we can have an hour long meeting and I can go through all the different things I got going on. And he can kind of guide me on the various different issues that I have. And Corey can guide me on the things that, that I, that maybe I'm missing. And, you know, then I have other clients where that one hour is not enough and, you know, they want more. So then you start going up in plans and our different plans might have multiple hours a month. Then we also have basically is depending on what level you sign up for, for anyone who runs into like a more, let's say someone runs into a project that's that's going to require more than just a couple hours. If you're a subscriber, we offer substantially discounted rates depending on what tier you're in. So it's, it, you know, we really built it so that it would be friendlier to people who are maybe had no experience hiring a lawyer or, you know, they only want a certain amount of legal assistance. And, and the beauty of it, again, is that we don't, you know, there's no contracts, Tanya, there's nothing like that. So, yeah. you know, people can, they can upgrade their subscription, they can downgrade it whenever they want, they can cancel it whenever they want. But thankfully, we haven't had any cancellations yet. So that's a good thing. But I absolutely <laughs> love it. We also, uh, with our adult.law subscription, one thing that we also offer is we have this cool dynamic badge that we actually give you that uh, you can post on your different social media accounts um, that actually says that you're being uh, represented by adult.law just to kind of send a little message to everyone else that's like, hey, don't mess with me, Corey's got my back. So it, it's kind of a, a little, it's a little cool thing that we did that, that people were asking for, so we did it. And, but it's but it's very unique. I don't I don't limit it. So if somebody wants to call me and you know use their time to talk about 
maybe they're getting divorced and they want to talk about the impact of the divorce on their adult business. I've had calls like that. In the disaster situation where maybe uh, you ran into some legal issues, maybe you got into some some legal hot water and some criminal trouble came your way, uh, that's something we help people out with. So it's, it's really a very wide catching net. And, and I that's how I really wanted to design the different packages so that people can get what it is they're looking for. And if you need more, you'll also then get access to legal services at a much reduced rate. So that's just kind of another little added benefit to to a subscriber. So for someone who just wanted to just sign up, it starts at like $99 a month and you've got a whole access of videos. And for me, I think, oh, I'd be sitting there and be thinking, well, maybe, you know, I might need me two, two, five, sevens, you know, because I do make content, but there's a whole lot more than just having the two, two, five, sevens. And I, you're not going to really know what it is until you start looking. I mean, I, I went on to adult.law and started looking at some of the little videos. And I was, and I was looking, I was like, well, that was something I didn't think about. <laughs> That's like, you know, we, we try to pick topics and videos that aren't things that you think of every day. Because yeah. it's, you know, look, at the end of the day, adult performers, you know, are adult entertainers. And it's their career. And the goal of any career is to make money and performers need to be able to focus their time on their art, which is content creation, talking to their customers, being on social media. They don't want to have to, you know, use their time dealing with legal issues. And, and so that's one of the, the, the big things that we wanted to offer from, from our platform was to, you know, you get the ability to watch videos about the different things you need to know on your own time. So you can become a member. And and if you want to, you know, watch a video on negotiating uh, contracts for content shoots, we have a video on that. And you can watch it at four o'clock in the morning, wherever you are in the world. You don't have to wait to set up a call with me because we've created it's there for you already. And, you know, that's what we really we've really been trying to do. And, you know, every admittedly, you know, some of our, some of our videos, we, we do them and, and then we get uh, feedback. I, I love feedback. And so uh, oftentimes we'll do a video and then maybe we didn't get to all the particular sub subjects that, that a performer wanted to hear about. They send an email. And so what do we do? We make another video and we release part two, specifically answering their questions. So I, I love that. I've always enjoyed educating. It's been something that I've always believed in, especially in this business, because in the adult, there, there's no book you can buy or class you can take no. on being successful in the adult entertainment industry. And the only reason, you know, I've found a path to success is because people in the business have been so good to me. So I want to return that favor and continue to educate for the, you know, the performers, the entertainers, the, the social media influencers. It, it, it's really amazing now, Tanya, because, you know, 17 years ago, everyone was kind of just, you know, referred to as a performer. But now it's social media influencer, uh, content creator, performer, uh, blogger, poster. Yeah, I mean, it's just, different it, hats. It, 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 it just, it's like... I, I get confused sometimes. Uh, you know, when I, when I'm talking to people, I'm like, "Oh shoot! I hope I didn't use the wrong title because I I just called them a creator versus an artist or versus a performer versus a an influencer." It, I, it, it is. There's a lot of different titles, but I for me, I think I like to use content creator because I feel like it covers a whole load. You know, it covers the bloggers and the performers, and it feels like it's an overall title. You know, and we're not going to be getting hung up on words. <laughs> They're like, so Corey, tell me, like, as a performer, content creator, blogger, whatever you want to do, you're making money, you're putting your content on the, out there. So, what are three specific things that you, adult.law, can help creators with? Absolutely. And with creators, you know, you have different types of creators. You have creators that are just doing solo content. Most of the, the people listening to your to your podcast, I'm sure, are aware of what so, the word solo means. But when you're uh, by yourself, <laughs> that means you're all alone and you're by yourself. No one else is there with you. But in the world of uh, individual content creation now, oftentimes content creators will bring in third parties, meaning they'll bring in another person, male, female, 
whatever. And that third person who you're now recording has legal rights. And you can't just go and just say, hey, come on over. We're going to record us having sex. And then I'm going to take the video. I'm going to post it all over the place and I'm going to monetize it without having proper documentation. And this is one of the biggest things that there are just, it is taken too lightly and it's too loose because you know what happens, Tanya, people start shooting content with a spouse and they say, ah, don't worry about it. It's my husband or it's my wife. I don't have to worry about it. You know, so it's, but no, divorces happen, separations happen, or people say, oh, I'm doing a content trade with my best friend. Well, unfortunately, in my experience, there are more friendships in this world that end than there are that continue on for the rest of your life. And so all of the rights and the legal responsibilities and the relationship of the content, like who owns it? How can you use it? Where can you use it? These are all things that have to be properly documented. Most recently, Tanya, we're, we're now in this new world where MasterCard has released some new uh, enforcement and rules on the adult entertainment industry. And so all of the major platforms, regardless of where you are, are now doing a lot more when it comes to age verification and compliance documents. And if you don't have them, you're basically making content that isn't going to be usable anywhere. So unless you're making content, because, yeah. you know, if you're making content for your own personal collection and you have no intention of ever distributing it online or trying to monetize on it, so be it. You don't have to worry about documentation. But ultimately, if you're planning on commercializing, making money, broadcasting, trading, exchanging content, what have you, you've got to be set up accordingly, which means proper 2257 records, which means proper model releases, proper compliance documents. None of these things can be taken lightly anymore, because if you yeah. do, it could lead to some substantially bad consequences, which ultimately will hurt your wallet. And, you know, people oftentimes take the attitude that's like, well, I'll worry about legal later. When something legal comes up, then I'll go out and fix it. Well, my analogy to that is, is that how you treat your teeth? Or is that how you treat your physical health? You know, do you not go to the dentist twice a year to get a cleaning and a checkup? Do you not go to your regular doctor to, you know, make sure everything's going okay? If the attitude you take is that you wait until trouble finds you, it is going to be exponentially more expensive and more difficult to clean up the mess. It is much better to be operating legally compliant, organized, and in such a way that legal really doesn't become a larger issue down the road because you're doing everything right from the start. Yeah, just getting it right. So get your papers, cross your I's and dot your T's and just the, the first thing that you should really be doing if you're going to be doing a content trade with someone else is do your paperwork first, get the IDs, get that out of the way. Because I always find, you know, once you're into the moment and then at the end, it's rush, rush, rush to get dressed and get out. So that, that is a good point. What other things do you, would you help content creators with? So you get them started with the paperwork, make sure they're on the right track, talk to them about, you know, what types of things that they're going to be doing to make sure that the model releases are in order. What other things can you help creators with? Creators are in a, you know, it's it's really still an up and coming world for creators because the the limits, the limitations that kind of used to exist for content creators are gone now. And as we continue to kind of move along in time, I'm seeing that doors are being opened for content creators to, you know, get endorsements and make guest appearances on people's shows and blogs and, and social media profiles. And oftentimes in those situations, the people will be presented with a contract. They're presented with a contract because the contract is what is going to dictate what the parties are agreeing to. So a ton of our content creators that have, that, have, that have come to us for help, I have realized are oftentimes just like, well, yeah, it's a legal contract. It got stuck in front of me and I just signed my name to it. I know this is a, a podcast and you guys can't see me using my hands right now and air <laughs> signing, but I am. But ultimately they're too much of, I'm just gonna sign it and worry about it later versus actually having a professional read the contract and explain to you in layman's terms what your legal rights and responsibilities are and talk about what might be negotiable, what can be changed, because oftentimes people don't understand what they're signing. They say, oh, it's just legalese, but 
legalese has legal meaning. And and you want to know when you're getting into a legally binding document with someone, what is it I'm agreeing to? What are the terms? It's no different than if you're buying a house. You know, if if you're buying a house and you're signing off on a loan on your house, you're going to read the documentation because you want to know what your interest rate is going to be, how long it's going to be for, how can you get out, will there be penalties? Endorsement contracts are the same thing. Contracts for, you know, maybe you want to get into a, uh, you know, somebody wants to hire you, a, a company wants to hire you to endorse one of their products. You want to know what's in there. Is there an exclusivity agreement? Are you are you required to only work for them? Can you talk about the deal? Is there confidentiality? These are all things that you want to know. And and there's there are far too many content creators that just say, eh, whatever, I'll worry about it later. It's just legalese and they sign it. And that's the wrong approach to take because when you're signing your name to a document, you're becoming legally bound to a contract that will be enforced in a court of law. So you want to know what it is you're agreeing to. And and that's another huge thing that, that we that we help our subscribers with. Yeah, we get approached, you know, a lot to, you know, will you retweet this? Will you repost this? Will you endorse our product? Will you talk about it? So sometimes it's as simple as, you know, hey, will you send a retweet? Which, you know, okay, you look at their tweet and you think, oh yeah, I'll retweet that. Or, you know, will you do a one minute video? You know, well, what do you want me to say? You know that they're going to use it. But when it's something that's a lot more involved, you know, where there's going to be, especially for a, a performer where there's going to be money, a lot of money involved, you know, royalties, things like that. It, it's important. Don't just sign a document that you're given you know, get someone to look over it because, you know, their lawyer thinks it's great. <laughs> well, of course it's great because it's in the favor of the company. So like you said, you know, for, for a person like me, I don't really understand when I'm signing something, if it's a document, I don't really understand the rules, the regulations. I don't understand what the penalty clause are. And, you, you know, when I have bought, I, I've bought a house, I've bought, you know, I've got a mortgage, I, I've been through all that. I've had somebody sit down with me and explain every part of it, you know, what it means. So you are right, something like that, that's really involved that, you know, if you sign up to this company, can you then, you know, somebody else wants you to talk about a product, which could be pretty similar. Are you only able to, to talk about the company you signed up with or are you allowed to talk about someone else? It, it's there's so many different ifs and buts that you don't really think about it. Exactly. And that's exactly where I had so many content creators that were coming asking for help because they just they didn't know what they were signing until they're like, hey, you know, I just got a letter from someone saying I'm not allowed to work with anyone else. I didn't know that. You also get to the point where, you know, maybe you you get into an, a, you do a deal with someone. You know, you used a great example, Tanya, where, you know, maybe you agreed to do some retweets for someone. Well, what ends up happening, Tanya, when the person says, you know what, can you just do, you know, 27 more tweets? And then you say, well, that's not what we agreed to. And you pull the contract out because that's what you have to look at. I, I oftentimes, it, this is kind of an unromantic thing to talk about, but, but I often use the prenuptial agreement because as an example, a lot of people get married and they fear asset allocation during divorce proceedings. So they get prenups. Are prenups the most romantic thing in the world? No. But what is a prenuptial agreement? It is a contract that explains what is going to happen if a certain event takes place. Are you hoping you end up divorced? No, of course not. But what you're doing is you're preparing for your future. A contract is the same thing. You're laying everything out so that everybody knows here's what's going to happen Here's how it's going to go. And if, for whatever reason, something does go wrong, here's how we're going to work it out. That's another big component of a contract. We are in the adult entertainment space. And because we're in the adult entertainment space, there are a lot of people that don't want to be have a, a dispute resolved publicly. They don't want to be in a public court, whether it be from embarrassment, whether it be from the biggest thing of all, which is maybe protecting your true identity so that, you know, there's not a security or safety risk. All of those are legit concerns. And in contracts, you have the ability to have different forms of dispute resolution, such as private mediation or private arbitration, which are things that aren't public. So 
there are so many different things you can do. And, and But the only way you'll ever understand it is if you have conversations with your lawyer and so that your lawyer can understand what your concerns are and then he can take he or she can take the steps to protect you yeah and it's something that there's no way you should be doing that by yourself you know you don't be a diy lawyer when it comes to just signing contracts the biggest messes that i that i've been in in my career have a have a pattern and i can tell you that after all this time i see two things i see the biggest problems from people who one they try to play lawyer themselves it doesn't go well. And two or two, they use a lawyer who is not equipped to handle this sort of thing. Being an attorney in the adult entertainment lawyer is not just saying what waking up one day and saying, hey, I'm an adult and entertainment lawyer. That's just a load of crap. And it's actually it, it's something that has rubbed me the wrong way for a very long time because I have worked very, very hard over you know this this past decade and a half to really work on my skills. And I learn something new about this business every day. If you're gonna be an adult entertainment lawyer, you need to have experience in criminal law, constitutional law, contract law. It's a myriad of a bunch of areas of law coming together. And I often see performers, or excuse me, content creators going to you know their dad's family law attorney asking for advice. And he says, oh yeah, you know, here, you can just do this. No. 90% of the time they're wrong. It is a very specific niche. It is a very specific area of the law that cannot just be something that you just wake up one day and say, this is what I'm going to do. It takes an incredibly long time. And admittedly, I learn. I'm continuing to learn new things every single day. Yeah. So, you know, those are the two big areas where I see people getting into trouble are trying to do it on their own or trying to work with a lawyer that that truly doesn't have the necessary experience to be doing it there's a website you'll probably cringe when i say this website legalzoom.com and i'm gonna sure. say it and i thought it, it was nothing to do with business it was to do with a trust and i thought oh a, a will that was it i wanted to do a will and a trust whatever you call it over in the us because i have a you know a will in the uk coming from the uk legalzoom.com went on it did it just you know and it's basically like if you fill out all the boxes and you go through and at the end you've got a legal document well fast forward you know I had someone who was a an attorney that deals with wills and trusts and I was like I've got this one and they went right yeah that's not worth the paper it's written on basically you know and that is a perfect example of going to a lawyer or a website that is not very niche, is not very specific. They've got a whole wide range of things and you can just go on and tick the boxes. And, you know, I don't even know if there's, there's anything to do with adult law on there, but going by just using that, I wouldn't trust them again because it, it paying for something once, I had to pay for that first document and then repaying the second time. So luckily, you know, I didn't need to use the will or the trust, but that's an ex a perfect example, isn't it? Going to someone or, you know, a platform that, you know, hey, you know, we'll give you the basics, but it's not specific. It's not targeted. And, you know, let's be honest, adult entertainment, it's a big world. There's a lot of things that we, we do in here. And it's, it's, not just, it's not just cut and paste from another business. It, it's really not. You've got to know the industry, you've got to have knowledge, and you've got to know the workings of it and understand the way we work. People truly don't understand it, and they think they do from the outside. And when you really get into it and you actually spend time and learn about adult entertainment businesses and work with adult entertainers, it's interesting because you know, the general public thinks that adult entertainment, is, you know, they have this ridiculous view of what it is and they don't really understand how much time, energy and work goes into it. They really don't. And there's there's actually I see a lot of adult entertainers who have no experience. They jump into the business and they think one day, OK, I'm going to be an adult entertainer. And they think it's just a matter of having a certain look and bang, they're going to make you know millions of dollars just going to fall for the sky. They don't realize how interactive of a business it is now and that you're constantly working your business. They don't get that. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that we do is I spend a ton of time connecting my clients with proper resources that they need. 
Um, oftentimes they come to me and they're having difficulty with banking or difficulty with processing or difficulty with web hosting or their, you know, because their web host decided that, hey, you're, you're adult entertainment. We don't allow it, you know, or, or they're coming to me with, you know, with difficulties. And then, you know, there's also right now, it's a real big pet peeve of mine is there's people out there, there's services that are now saying like, they're like social media recovery services, where if you lose your social media account, you know, they're like, oh yeah, pay us X amount of dollars and we'll work to get your social media account back. That is such a load of crap because ultimately the actual uh, success ratios are slim to none and there are far better tactics to be using. And so I have a big problem with that because that, you know, in my opinion, that's just another, it's frankly, I just, it's another BS money grab. I lost my Instagram account. I've lost it before a few times. I managed to get it back. I lost it a few months ago, verified almost 3 million and, you know, I was approached at that time where I was told, oh, pay pay this person $2,000 and they'll get it back. And I was like, well, hold on a minute. I'm going to pay some random person $2,000. What's the guarantee? you got to pay up front. So right. I was just like, no. And I, I, I admit, you know, I did go a different route and I still didn't get it back. No, it, <laughs> I just it, started a new, I just started a new one. But it is, you, you know, and, and it wasn't just one company, like I get tweeted at and, you know, I asked, you know, you go, you go around, you ask people, does anyone know these legit? No one know that they're legit, you know, no, don't a, use them. It, it's a money grab and it's a trap. And, and there's been a lot of that over the years. Right now, you know, social media account recovery is, is a big thing because it's, it, frankly, it's an easy sale. And it's very easy for someone to say, okay, we tried and we, we weren't successful. But ultimately, there are, in the unhappy event that you do lose your social media account, I would be more than happy. And we do this, we talk to our clients about, okay, what are your rights? What are the true probabilities that you're going to get your, your account back? And once we discuss that, we discuss what you can do now to not only get back on your feet, but also how to protect yourself from losing it again in the future. Because mm-hmm. in this business, you have to understand, Tanya, and, and you know this, there is always going to be someone, quote unquote, hating on this industry, whether it be someone with a conservative political view, whether it be someone with, with religious views, whether it be someone with whatever views or morals or whatever it is that they decide to be there you know, their, their cry of the day, there's always going to be someone that's going to be hating on the industry and wanting to, you know, wanting the industry to go away. We've seen it over and over again. The discrimination against sex workers continues to be, it's a major repulsive issue. It's part of our daily life as being, you know, quote unquote, sex worker. It's just so many things against you. Yep. And, and even as a lawyer in this business, Tanya, I'm, I have not been not a recipient unfriendly emails or telephone calls or letters saying, how could you represent so-and-so and how could you work in this business, whatever. And it actually only motivates me and it only pushes me harder to fight harder for the adult entertainment industry and for First Amendment rights because of those sorts of people that want to try to silence us. To me, it's just another log on the fire. So, you know, you can bring out your higher moral anti-sex work, you know, standpoints all day long. Only thing it does for me is just motivates me to work even harder. So it- Keep that motivation going. Doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't bug me in the slightest, Tanya. And, and you know, and that's, a, that's another one of the big things that, you know, why I encourage performers to sign up for adult.law because we're, we're also going to talk about a lot of these things. We'll, we'll have discussions about like what's going on and what you're doing specifically because every person, every content producer is doing something different. Nobody's doing the same thing. Some people are mm-hmm. doing conventional content production. Some are doing solo content. There is so much adult entertainment now that actually includes individuals not taking their clothes off at all. Yeah. And, and, and people still haven't been able to grasp that concept. And so, you know, there and, and each different area you're working on or in presents its own specific issues. And those issues need to be discussed. Those issues need to be hashed out. And you need to have a plan for how you're going to legally protect yourself and, and legally operate your business and what you're doing in that business. 
Even just, you know, talking about some people don't even take the clothes off. They don't, you know, audio is a big thing where people can't see what you're doing. But, you know, certain topics, you know, just things from knowing, you know, what things are permitted by law. What about the locations? You know, there's a lot of people I see in supermarkets, you know, and I see all the people in the background and I'm like, is that okay? And, you know, you don't see me pulling my knickers down in the middle of the supermarket aisle and then some person comes, you know, there are things and you think, am I am I right on the edge here? I'm still kind of focused on you saying knickers. So, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but you're absolutely right. There are so many people who are doing things wrong. And I'm going to tell you something. And, and this is something that a lot of people don't like hearing out loud, but I'll say it because I don't have a problem saying it. It only really takes the actions of either a single person or a tiny group of people who's doing something wrong to make an entire industry look bad. And Mm. I realize that, you know, some people don't like hearing that out loud, but I'm sorry, folks, in this industry, it's the truth. In an industry that involves content that is so sensitive to begin with, when someone goes out and does something illegal or wrong or outright stupid, it's typically not because that person is intending on it. It's just because that person didn't seek out the legal advice or seek out the experience or the knowledge. And, and that's another part of this business, Tanya, that, that I don't think people from the outside really understand. This business is filled with people who actually want to help and give advice. And so few people take advantage of that. To me, it's amazing because there's so much valuable information. And and, I mean, look, 17 years ago, I I couldn't dream of Twitter existing. I mean, frankly, if I had, I'd probably be living on a beautiful island somewhere and not working (laughs) every day. But you have this amazing advantage now where you can communicate with anyone in the world by picking up your phone. Yeah. And all, all the information is out there. But you know, so, uh, you know, one of the big things for adult.law is that we're trying to convey information and we're trying to help people get information at a affordable rate before they go out and do something wrong that could either, either damage themselves or potentially damage the industry as a whole. Yeah, there are different laws in different states. There's it, This confuses me. The U.S., it has state laws, it has federal laws. This state is different from this state, which is different from this country, you know, just UK to US, it's it's different. But, you know, as a lawyer, can you help people worldwide? You know, you said that you've been to, you know, different conventions, um, different seminars, you give speeches in different places in Europe and America. Can you help content creators? If someone's sitting there now and, you know, I'm sitting in California, Los Angeles, I know that you can help me. Can you help performers worldwide? Yes, we have we have performers and clients all over the world. And the fact is, is, is that our business is an international commerce business. You are doing business all over the place. And you are spot on that the laws vary dramatically from state to state, from country to country. I mean, hell, wasn't the UK part of the European Union like a week ago? Are you, I, I'm not even, I'm not even sure you guys are a country this week. I will just say people, I, when I first moved to America, people go, you're from Europe. And I'll be like, no, I'm from the UK. Yeah, but yeah. that's Europe. Ha ha. But I'm from the UK. We don't see ourselves as Europeans. I'll, I'll, I'll kid you not, Corey. We have never really seen ourselves as Europeans. So, you know, break it away in Brexit. I've, I've been fortunate <laughs> enough to travel and work with so many different people and continue to work with so many people from the UK. So you're not the first person to tell me that. Yeah. But I do love picking on you because, you know, oftentimes, it you know, the US becomes the brunt of, of jokes from elsewhere in the world because of our own you know, politicians constantly fighting and coming up with craziness. But so in this case, where we get the where we have the UK EU separation and Brexit and all that, it's our turn to kind of take some some jokes at it. So it's uh, I'm just picking on you. (laughs) I don't I don't get involved in politics. It's the best way. You know, for me, I, I concentrate, I move forward on the things that I enjoy and the things that make me money. And, and those are the magic words right there. Yes. Making money and doing things that make you happy are what it, 
right there, those are the magic words. And all I want to do is I just want to add one more twist to that. And I want you to be able to do that in a legally safe matter. And that's what I'm really trying to do. And, you know, like everybody else, I'm doing much more social media than I ever have in my life. And I'm, I'm out there online so much more than, than I at any point that I was prior in my life. And even for me, I have to constantly, you know, think about what information I'm putting out there, where I'm putting it. And, and, you know, it it was interesting because just recently I, I got myself a, I got myself a new iPhone and every time you you get a new iPhone and you put on a new iOS, you got to go through those like 800 pages of, of terms. And I actually took a little survey of asking people how many people actually read them. Never. <laughs> it was actually incredible. It was out of, I only asked 25 people, so it wasn't that big of a, a sales group, but it was actually only two out of the 25. And I'm pretty sure one of them was lying. So I'm thinking it was only one out of the 25 actually <laughs> read them. There's legal meaning to that. And, and there's legal meaning to everything you sign your name on. Your signature is a very valuable thing. Your name, your brand is your most important asset. As a content creator, now more than ever, someone like Tanya Tate, the Tanya Tate name, that is your asset. Your content is your asset. You should be protecting it no differently than if someone walked up to you and gave you a brick of gold. You should be, be, you should be protecting your intellectual property, protecting your brand and protecting yourself the same yeah. way you would a brick of gold. And you know, that's what we're really trying to do. And, and, and you know, that's our real core kind of mission, so to speak. We don't really have like a formal mission, you know, statement, but that's just my... Uh... To have our backs. Yeah. Make sure that as performers, we're doing things legally right. You're guiding us on the right path. And we're being, we're being given a fair deal when we're dealing with other companies and platforms. Yeah, that's, and negotiating too. You just brought up a great point, Tanya. Negotiations is another thing. Oftentimes, you might not feel comfortable as a negotiator, but you have some things that when you're negotiating a deal with someone, you might want. And so you come to me and you say, Corey, please negotiate this contract. Here's what I want. Here's what my goals are. Please go negotiate for this for me because I simply can't, whether it be I just not my, you know, it's not what I'm great at. You have to pick and choose and, and know what your skills are and where you aren't. And then when you need help, go out there. Like, and I'll be the first person to admit I'm probably like one of the worst Instagram users in the history of the world. I still can't grasp the concept. But I go out, but I go out and I get help because I don't know what, what I'm doing. And it's the same thing legally. You go out, you get the help that you need so that you know what it is and you can negotiate and put yourself into the best position. So what are some of your biggest personal achievements that you've been able to help people with? Well, talking to you, Tanya, is the biggest personal achievement I've ever achieved in life. So I, mean, I don't think I'm going to be able to top today. It's an honor to to work with you, Tanya. It really is because, you know, there's a lot of people that that don't really understand how much you've done for adult entertainment work. And I'm not just talking about the content you've produced, but I'm talking about the the message you've sent and the influence that you've had on younger performers and the good that you've done for this industry is huge. You know, my legal challenges that I've been involved in, I've I've been involved in litigation all over the world. And I've had, I've dealt with some of the most complex intellectual property cases I can think of. For me, the biggest wins that I get, and, and this is, you know, still to this day, my biggest win is when the government or someone taking a, call it moral higher ground, says to one of my clients, you can't do this. I get the biggest win I get is when I get to have to have that person say, yep, Corey was right and I was wrong and his client can go do that and do it freely. That's where I get my biggest wins. I truly enjoy being able to, to, to stop a bully. I, I, I cannot stand bullies. I, it, is my, it is my pet peeve in the world. I, I can't stand them. And there's no greater feeling in the world than being able to to push back on a bully. And, and, and I love that. And so, you know, to those bullies out there that are listening to this, you know, 
I wouldn't be messing with my clients because I can tell you that uh, you're not going to have you're not going to have fun and you're not going to have much success bullying me. It feels good because I know Tanya that that your industry is difficult enough, and the fact that I can make it just a little bit easier, I love that. That to me is is like the most rewarding part of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's not. I, I still love going to court and going in front of a jury and and getting a bit, getting a big win in court. Don't get me wrong. Who wouldn't like that? But <laughs> but for this particular business, it's it's to me it, it's you know when 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 Big Brother, aka the government, you know, tries to stop you from doing something that's completely legal and protected in the U.S. by First Amendment rights, it, it's an honor for me. And, and and you know, for people like you, Tanya, who've been in this business and have been successful and and you have so many people that listen to you and, and just knowing that, that, you know, even I'm able to help you in the slightest, that, that makes me feel phenomenal because that means that you're able to do what the First Amendment says you, you should be allowed to do. Thank you, Corey. No, you are. You've got our back. And, you know, this, it's a difficult industry to be in. And, you know, there's no magic book that you can just go to. And it's, you know, hey, here's, here's everything you need to know. It's not there. So just just tell everyone now that's that's listening in one sentence. What's the most important thing a content creator can do to protect themselves legally? Uh, the most important thing, documentation, 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 documentation. If if you didn't hear me say it the first seven times, here it is again. Documentation. All of your business relationships should be in writing. I don't care if you're just making a clip of tickling someone else's foot. I don't care if you're just doing an audio clip where you're just making noises and your face never gets shown document it everything should be documented and everything should be documented in a legally compliant way that is it's the industry's pandemic we have the you know the covid-19 pandemic raging on but in, within the industry we have the lack of paperwork pandemic that's been going on since i've been in the industry and and i truly hope to, you know, I, I feel like I should be on my soapbox right now with a megaphone screaming, <laughs> saying, paperwork, people, paperwork. To me, that, that that truly is the most important thing right now. Documentation, paperwork. It's documentation. It's necessary. Just make sure you get it done. So, you know, wrapping up creators, you should be considering investing and in having a go-to lawyer on hand, just such as adult.law protecting yourselves and you know checking things legally at the start can save you in the long run and Corey thank you so much for coming on Mills Making Money podcast can you tell everybody where they can find you online absolutely so for those of you that want to join adult.law please just go to adult.law and once you're there all of our our office's contact information is there Uh, for those of you that you know, might want to find me another way, you can visit myadultattorney.com. You can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is, you guessed it, myadultattorney. If you want to email me, you are more than welcome to. My email address is corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at silversteinlegal.com. I also have contact pages on all of my websites. Even look me up. You'll see that my office phone number is published everywhere. It's 248 248- Two nine zero zero six five five. You can call me anytime. Um, I'm always happy to take a call. I'm always happy to have a discussion. So email, Twitter, my websites, phone. I mean, if you want to, I don't know if they still use pigeons with little notes tied up to their. They ankle. don't use pigeons, Corey. Oh, okay. Is that not <laughs> is that not allowed anymore? Adult law. They're going to be going there. You are so funny. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being amazing, giving the support to the adult community, being there for us, um, keeping us legally on the straight and the narrow with all that guidance. Thanks for coming on MILF's Making Money podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Thank you all for joining me on Mills Making Money podcast. A special thank you to my guest, Corey Silverstein from adult.law. It was good to know that there is counsel available from someone who personally wants to protect us legally. Make sure you're doing it right. You don't want it to come back and bite you on the bum. If you didn't know by now, if you have any questions, you can send them to me via SpeakPipe. 
speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate and be a part of the show. Speakpipe is an online voice recorder where you can record a short audio message for me. I will choose my favorites and play them on the show. I set it up so if you've got a question you can ask or if you have any feedback, you can give it. So let's take a listen to this week's Chosen Callers. Caller 69 here. Hope you're having a great day. Love, love, love your podcast. Very informative, great information. Uh, Give me some inside information from the background and experience you've had in your industry, but certainly helping people in other social media platforms. Um, It's a great opportunity for people to connect with you on your premium content, uh, OnlyFans and Sex Panther, but more so uh, it's an inside opportunity for people to um, gather some positive information from you um, that you certainly do and uh, looking forward to many, many more. Hello, beautiful. My name is Eric and I'd like to get to know you, talk to you. Hope to hear from you soon. Thank you for the feedback, guys. Keep it coming. I love hearing what you think of the show. And of course, if you do want to get to know me much better, then you can do that by joining up to one of my premium social media platforms, such as sexpanther.com slash Tanya Tate or onlyfans.com slash Tanya Tate. And we can get to chat one-on-one over there. If you do have a question, you can also leave a message on my social media accounts using the hashtag Ask Tanya Tate. Tweet me at Tanya Tate. Post on my latest Instagram post at Tanya Tate XO, my new Instagram handle, or leave a comment on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tanya Tate Tube. You can also leave a message on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Will you get mentioned on my next show? And if you want to find more of me, including all my premium social media links, such as Sex Panther, OnlyFans, and many more, go to my link tree. Go over to Linktree and search my name, Tanya Tate. It's all one word. This is Tanya Tate. Hope you have a wonderfully amazing week. Thanks for listening to Mills Making Money. Now go out there and build your bank. <laughs>